Good morning and welcome to another episode of The Nerd Plate. If you've already checked your phone's um, podcast subscription, you notice that this is the second episode that come out on Thursday, this Thursday, November 21st, uh, 2019, because myself, by the way, my name's Leroy, and Rockman, the other half of the Nerd Plate podcast, um, sat down and talked. Now, let me preface this. Rockman's full of crap. We don't sit down and say, hey, man, you know what would be cool? We ain't that kind of podcast. First of all, we're black. Second of all, one of us is cool. I'm let you figure out which one. And we said, hey, nigga, we need to talk about anime people. But we need to talk about it in a way that people understand this is who we rocking with all the time. So I said, why not basketball? Now, Rockman ain't the sports guy. We already know how much he does not like sports and how much he complains about me when I talk about sports. But I like sports, damn it. And sports, most people recognize. Okay, who you are in the world, you know who Michael Jordan is. Okay, I don't care who you are. Somebody, everybody, somebody in every country, um, continent, city, town knows who Michael Jordan is because sports reach the world. Um, might be stretching and reaching out, but somebody knows the eighty. Is it the eighty-five U.S. hockey team that beat Russia or whatever? I don't know. You know, sports is one of those things I like to attune my life to. So. I said, why not we make a starting five in anime? You know what I'm saying? You get you your starting five, get you a six-man, maybe two more people in the bench, just so your team look a little deep. You feel me? And he's like, all right, cool. I got you. Bet. And uh, you can go listen to his episode, uh, which come which came out, I think, early, a lot earlier than mine will. Now, you may think, you may be thinking, hey, Leroy, there's already a couple of basketball anime. Aren't you guys just going to talk about that? So, no, damn it. This is not going to be the um, first season of Slam Dunk. Hanamichi is nowhere on my list. I can guarantee you that. And to Rockman's point, yes, Goku's on my list. Um, But that's the only person that you actually got right. So, yeah, nigga. But, yeah, we are going, I am going to jump into my top five anime people. But I'm going to run it like a basketball team. So, uh, coming off the bench, I'm actually going to start off with my honorable mentions and my bench man first. So, coming off my bench, who I am going to select as my first alternate. Not my sixth man, this is my alternate. Because people in basketball, it goes the one through five, which is your point guard, shooting guard, power forward, small forward, and center. And then you have a sixth man. I am going to start with the two people after the sixth man. So, this will be my eighth and seventh man, I guess. Coming off the eighth spot is none other than the notorious Madara Uchiha. Why did I put a villain on my top five anime list? Because Madara Uchiha is probably one of the greatest strategists that we've ever known. My man's literally had, I guess, I guess you would somewhat call it a hundred year plan where, um, from the day that he decided that he could no longer be saved by Hashirama Senju's words of love and wisdom and such. And that, from that point on, he said, fuck the Leaf Village. I'm going to rule this. Fuck the Leaf Village, but I'm also going to rule the world. Because, you know, his mind works like that. Which, not a bad thing at all. Have dreams. Pursue the dreams. 
unless they like murder people you feel me so my man's literally had a hundred year plan which involved not only his death but the death of hashirama so toby rama all of the other kage in the village well at least one of the other kage in the village which would be uh i think i don't remember but it involved the death of a few people in the leaf village i.e the ones that could stop him um the amassing of the most dangerous forces in the ninja world tail beasts and <clears throat> using a blood uh blood related ability and projecting it to the world and when i tell you my guy got 98 percent of it done what he didn't count on was uh this dude called naruto who can talk to people and tell them that they're better than this don't do this man don't do this you can do that you can do better man we supposed to be brothers we leave village black actors man what he didn't count on was naruto's heart naruto's voice one and he didn't count on the god well the woman who birthed the god of all shinobi to come back the woman who literally brought chakra into the world to come back that's what he wasn't expecting so i gotta put madara up there one for sheer strategy two because madara beat the fuck out of nations by himself as a dead man that's all i gotta say if you haven't seen naruto shippuden please go check that out um i'll save you a lot just skip to shippuden google whatever his first episode as a returning uh shinobi is when i tell you my man jumped off a mountain and ran through an army and i mean ran through an army it was him versus the army for a long time and he was winning most of the time until he got tired so yeah that is my uh, i guess eighth man <clears throat> coming off as my seventh man i have to put hashirama senju up there just off principle because he's the first hokage first of all the first leader of the actual village hidden in the leaves he is one of the first not one of the first well the one of the first in the anime that you see you know of course if you watch further you see there are more sages but he is one the first sage that you actually well i guess where the story takes place if you play certain games um he is the first sage <clears throat> what kind of sage is he the kind that fucks you up now hashirama senju has a big heart he is one going it took him a while to realize that he was going to be the leader of the village but um god forbid you try and fuck with his village because he turned his best friend into one of those people by um being very passive aggressive you know hashirama was never the dude to say fuck him go fight him he had a brother for that um google tobirama senju who is by far one of the most racist people i've ever known and one not just racist double downs on his racism but hashirama has a big heart but people mistake Hashirama's um, big heart for weakness. Hashirama was weak by no means because my man's was the leader for a reason. And it wasn't because he was the one with the ideas. My man had the jutsu to back it up. Um, I have to put him as my seventh, not only because he's my guy. He will be my motivation, my motivator guy. Uh, not my motivator guy. What's the black people word? Um, hype man. Yeah, hype man. So he's the guy who when he gets on the field in the fourth great shinobi war people are recognizing well most of the old people are recognizing like that's the first hokage it's like working with george washington if you were in a war 
George Washington randomly come up on the battlefield. You'd be like, that's George motherfucking Washington. And, you know, George Washington was somewhat of the same kind of effect. He was a, um, he wasn't really a big commander or anything. I think he was, he wasn't a general, even at the point where he was told to be named, he was going to be uh, import, somewhat important. But he was just a guy doing his job. And, you know, he rallied a bunch of people behind him, won a lot of decisive battles. <clears throat> and then look what happened. He became the fucking president. And he didn't even like the idea, but, you know, somebody had to rule the nation. So he did it. And that's what Hashirama did. He had a guy that he met and he said, you know what? We should open, we should uh, make a village and we should make it dope. Have all this kind of stuff for all the ninjas around this around this little um, area that we in. We're going to have rules in this bad boy. Everybody can come and fellowship and be ninjas together and shit. But Hashirama inspires you know, the good and the best in people, much like Naruto does, but Hashirama's just old school, and he's got a lot more um, jutsu behind him. <clears throat> Even though Naruto will go down as probably as the greatest Hokage, Hashirama still got a place in my heart, because, man, <laughs> no, I have never seen someone so adamant to try and kill their best friend just because he know he's not stopping him. Naruto is the complete opposite of that coin because he has he knows that he can stop him. No matter what, either he'll die first <clears throat> or they'll change. Hashirama's like, mm, I'm not changing. You're going to die. Nothing else I can do. I tried talking. So I got to put Hashirama as my second. <clears throat> so, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, So for my first... Alt, my first actual alternate to start my bench players my sixth man who is the sixth man coming off the bench getting buckets breaking motherfuckers down so my sixth man is a little samurai and his name is mugen mugen from the samurai champloo series is still one of my favorite favorite anime characters like of all time why because mugen for all intents and purposes is a nigga and he's very much attuned to someone I know in real life. Um, and he lives his life through re by reckless abandon. Fuck anybody who gets in my way. I'm going to kill you. Now, why did I pick Mugen? Mugen is the... Um, I don't even want to say quintessential because one, I don't really know what that word means at this present moment in time. But he is the, the, the heir of, you know, arrogant the air of I'm better than you and anybody you fuck with, you know, fuck you, the horse you rode in on the guy who put the shoes on the horse and, you know, the guy who made your clothes because you're trash. Now he, he'll never outright say this unless you say something to him, but he'll walk in, he'll have that look on his face. He already knows what's up. Um, guys, if you haven't seen Samurai Champloo, it is probably one of the greatest and most recognizable anime uh, in the black community, one because of the soundtracks that it had. The soundtrack was very hip hop um, in inspired, but the animation was very you know it was traditional. It was a regular anime, you know. But the soundtrack is low key what made Samurai Champloo even better. It's already a great show, but just the the damn music in the show, it was like it was very hip hoppy. Just imagine Wu Tang. You know, you're getting a lot of boom bap in there, some rec record scratches in there. Um, but yeah, 
Um, so Mugen is my guy coming off the bench immediately because he's got a lot of energy. He knows he's better than 90% of the competition out there. Not afraid to show it. I mean, my man in one episode uh, where I think his group got separated, my man literally fought somebody with a um, – the technical name for the weapon in Japanese is the Kusarigama, which is a scythe with a uh, scythe or a sickle, a hand sickle that is attached to a long chain with a ball on the end of it. <clears throat> now, he fights a guy. Mugen's a normal swordsman. Has a sword, not afraid to whip it out in front of anybody. <laughs> Mugen has a sword. So, technically, this is a uphill battle for him. My man got somehow, you know, the guy gets reckless. He starts throwing his sickle around, and he starts throwing a little mace ball around at the end of it. Mugen catches it. Don't know how he took takes it from the guy, but at some point, Mugen, instead of, you know, throwing the weapon aside, says, I'm going to use it, but he doesn't use it in the traditional sense. My man gets down and flat out b-boys the weapon. And when I mean b-boy, I mean he's breakdancing like crazy legs and spinning it. And it, dude's just shocked at this point, like, oh, damn. But he's not going to show that. He's going to try and attack Mugen all the way. It's, it's safe to say dude ain't here no more because you can literally break dances with this weapon and kills the dude. <clears throat> and then when he's done, he's like <clears throat> trash. Well, he doesn't say that, but you know, that's the equivalent of what he said. But yeah, you has to be my number six man off the bench. Now, those are my alternates. Those are my honorable mentions. Let's get into the starting five for Leroy Ketchum, starting from the bottom at my number five spot, my center, my, uh, <clears throat> Malone Dunn, you know what I'm saying? He is, well, his name is, Alucard from Helsing Ultimate. Yes. Why is Alucard my number five? One, Alucard's tall as fuck. So if you have to think basketball-minded, you need somebody tall, or at least long. Alucard's about a good seven feet tall. You know, he may look small in comparison. He may look, you know, relatively taller than everybody in the anime just because of how it's drawn. He's tall as fuck. Who is Alucard, you may ask? Alucard is Dracula. Dracula was the baddest vampire of all time. And at some point in the war, you know, there's plenty of stories about how Dracula came into the world and how humans have been trying to battle him and stuff like that. But in this particular story, he made a deal. Not really a deal. Well, yeah, he did make a deal with the man who tried to kill him. And that was Van Helsing. So he made an oath with the Helsing family that he would protect their heir. <clears throat> and um, currently, well, if you watch Helsing, it's a, it's over, been done for a while. Um, he's currently the, the um, servant of Integra Helsing, who is the last the last person in the Helsing line. <clears throat> and he protects her. Um, as you know, Alucard has all his basic Dracula abilities. Um drinking blood immortality face shifting um oh also he has a big ass fucking gun called a jackal uh shoots you know 45 millimeter rounds out of it basically um but yeah guys he's he's basically he's basically dracula and he has um his powers are limited of course because he can't be all dracula all the time because that would just be devil fucking stating but he has control levels um, from five all the way to zero. And it gets worse progressively lower as you go. Not a person you want to fuck with. 
Um, <clears throat> he has, uh, if he goes, he has hemokinesis, which is the ability to manipulate blood, shape shifting, telepathy, telekinesis. Him, son, fuck a son, because it's Alucard. He can actually control the weather if you look hard enough. He can hypnotize people. He can defy gravity, not fly, but he can, he, he can run straight up a fucking wall. Uh, detect supernatural um, things, super strong, super speed, super fast. He has endurance and durability, and he has the ability to regenerate. And that's just without the control metrics off. If he gets, if his control is completely removed, as you see in the second to last episode in Helsing, my man literally became Dracula, which is close enough to Satan himself. You know, go watch Helsing, people. All right, at my number four. My number four man, my power forward, my big man, my Tim Duncan down in the paint. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> is actually, did you guess it? Did you guess it? Did you guess it? Nope, you didn't because no one saw this one coming. It is actually Alphonse Elric, the Heather half of the Elric brothers, the man in the iron suit. Now, you may ask, why did you pick Alphonse? He's not even the main, he's not even really the main character. It's his brother, El, um, El Edward Elric um because this is my goddamn list fuck you now <clears throat> if you haven't watched full metal alchemist um please do me a favor go watch full metal alchemist brotherhood much more tuned to the manga um the other one is pretty good but you know it's not it's not a factual straight from the manga type of deal now why did i pick alphonse elric um mostly my, a lot of my heroes have a lot of heart behind them you know what i'm saying didn't just want to pick the badasses for the badasses for the bad for the i didn't want to pick the badasses strictly for the badass reason of badassetry you know this ain't borderlands you know what i'm saying now al is um if you look at his human side al is obviously the younger brother um <clears throat> that's fine but what I like Al for is his gunmetal suit, which is how he's mostly known. It's gunmetal steel body armor, which was a suit of armor that was hanging up in the house of the Elric brothers when they tried to do the impossible and transmute a human soul, a human soul to bring back their mother. Now, uh, Al's soul is bound to this uh, armor pretty much for pretty much the most of the series until they actually do get their limbs back um what can al do well al's huge first of all um a good again a good six foot eight piece of armor walking around that has no body in it so <clears throat> knock his head off uh he actually can hide people in his armor you know it, again he's a suit of armor but he is a suit of a uh, husk bound to a suit now what can al do al is again one of the elric brothers one of the youngest um alchemists in the military and alchemy you're gonna have to you, you honestly have to do a lot of your research for this one because there's nothing that i can tell there's no specific ability that al has that um his brother doesn't have and that is the only rarity is that he can transmute without the use of a circle because his armor <clears throat> has a circle already in him and printed on there. And yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. Alchemists um, usually have to use a circle or some type of way to, 
I guess, bring the magic up, transmute things. Al ain't about that life. <clears throat> Why did I pick Al? Al is another guy with a big heart. Um, not really one to mince words. Um, uh, yes, he was like he likes to reason with you. He's still a kid. He's very uh kid like when he you know scared to do things that most adults have no uh problem doing. But then he's a reasoner. He you know what I'm saying. He's a nice guy, but God forbid you hurt. The people that he loves, like his brother, or just anybody that he just happens to be protecting at the time, and Al got that fire for you. Um. Also, I don't want to skip over. I didn't want to skip over. But why did I pick Alucard? Because Alucard's a fucking bully. Again, Alucard, just like Mugen, is very confident in his abilities. <clears throat> but um, uh, give him give Alucard a target. It's good. It's, it's as good as done. Give him a contract. It's good as completed. Um, God forbid you fuck with Integra Helsing because that that doesn't end well at all. At all for anybody. Not even the people on their side, really. But yeah. <clears throat> so, that's my number four, five, and four. <clears throat> Who's playing the three? Who is running the small forward game? Now, the small forward, if you watch any kind of basketball, um, it's a unique position. Um, you got to be good on both sides of the ball, defensive and offensive. Now, who did I pick as my number three? My number three is from a little old show called Inuyasha. And who did I pick? His name's Inuyasha. He's the main character. Now, why in the hell did I pick Inuyasha? Inuyasha was one of my first, one of the first anime that I ever watched, and um, I loved it, even though it went on entirely too long. I love the idea of the story and you know just just what all of what happened uh mostly i love the voice actor who's richard cox for inuyasha in the dub i can't remember can't pronounce the dude's name uh from the subs because i can't remember at this point in time um so inuyasha is a half demon um uh you can guess the half half demon half human because his dad was a great warrior demon a great, great big ass demon too, because when the man died, I think his, uh, he left. When the man died, he killed some beast. I think that was him actually. I don't remember, but um, Inuyasha's father was a demon, found a human, said, "I'm trying to clap them cheeks, little mama. What's up? I got this demon bone for you." And she said, "Okay, I got to tell my friends where I'm going though, because you know I'm just not going." You know, I'm not just going to run away with some random dude. And he was like, well, whatever, bitch. So they got the slap. They got the rap. And that's how that happened. Had two sons. Sashomaru and, well, no, yeah, I guess Sashomaru was with another one. Because Sashomaru was full blood. Inuyasha's a half blood. Inuyasha is the protagonist of Inuyasha. What is he? He's a half demon. He has all the abilities of a, most of the abilities of a full demon. But he also has a human side, which keeps him from being a murderous psychopath like every other demon in Inuyasha. So he has um, a great sword called the Tetsaiga. <clears throat> this sword is probably the best thing walking in anime in um, Inuyasha because it is a huge sword. One has multiple abilities, but with that combined with Inuyasha's half demon abilities like his speed, his strength. Um, resistance to certain magics and stuff. Inuyasha's a bad man. Uh, he is um, 
people think that Naruto started the whole behind your arms running thing. Inuyasha was the first person I ever saw do that. Granted, Naruto didn't come to America. Well, didn't come to Toonami till about 2000. Hmm, 2000 something. Um, I remember Inuyasha from early, early in the 2000s. But um, my man's fast. My man, <laughs> he loves to reluctantly complain. He loves to complain about protecting people, but I think he enjoys protecting people. You know, the whole show, he's uh, all about the Shikan Jewel and all about Kikyo and all this other kind of stuff. But I think he actually enjoys protecting Kagome and um, all the villages that they go through. And I think he likes helping people. Even if it looks selfish, I think he legitimately enjoys helping people. There's just a means to an end right now. Like, I think <clears throat> I think if you take Naraku and the Shikan Jewel out of the series and they just traveling around doing stuff, I think he'd be fine with that. Now, he shows he's a selfish asshole and all he cares about is trying to get his old boot thing back, but she did. Well, she's not dead. She came back twice, three times, actually. And she very plainly said, I hate you, Inuyasha, even though she was under control by Naraku. You need to let it go. Yeah, the reincarnation, the bigger, badder version of her and Kagome, just leave her alone, bro. But yes, Inuyasha's my number three. Because he's a good defender. He's a great defender. Um, very capable on offense. Um, <laughs> my man has a win- the wind scar backlash wave. Um, he also has a period in time where if he goes full demon, you better watch out. You better watch out. <clears throat> much like uh, Kirama from Yu Yu Hakusho, if he goes back to his full demon form, you better watch out. So that is why I picked Inuyasha as my number three. My number two. Now my number two man. Wait, was my number four? My number two. Who is the number two? Very surprising here. This is this is the one that's going to shock Rockman to his core. Because he did not expect this. I'm pr- I promise you. My number two man. My shooting guard. My ace. My number dude. My, my guy. My go-to guy. Is none other than Son Goku. Yes, I said it. Goku is my number two. Oh my God. Everybody chill out. Relax. 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 Chill. Chill. I got this, bro. I got this. I got this. Chill out. Hey. All right. We cool. We cool. All right. Yes, Goku is my number two. Why is Goku my number two? Because Goku is my Goku is the epitome of of Dragon Ball hero of uh, Dragon Ball heroes of anime heroes. Check out Dragon Ball Heroes, by the way, too. Great show. Actually, really, really weird, but in depth and deep and stuff. <clears throat> Why is Goku my number two and not my number one? That doesn't. That's not even fundamentally you, Leroy. You don't even believe that. Yes, I do actually. Because you have, I'm thinking of this in basketball terms, not just anime terms. Now, basketball terms, who is the greatest number two in basketball? Michael Jordan. Who is Michael Jordan? He was not the point guard of that team, even though he ran point guard. He was not the listed point guard as the team. That was Ron Harper. Michael Jordan is the greatest shooting guard of all time, followed by Kobe, and then followed by like Dwayne Wade, probably like that. Fight me on that if you want to. But who is Michael Jordan? The number two. But he was the number one. You feel me? And that's just like Goku. Goku's my number two, but he's also my number one. Um, Again, another great heart. Good, great heart. Heart so great, the man just inspires his enemies to fight with him. And I don't fucking understand that. 
It really, bef- it really fucking mind boggles me. It really does. It really, really, really does. But yeah, that's my number. Uh, he's my number two. I have. I don't have to explain Goku to anybody. I shouldn't have to, because you should know who Goku is. He's on. He's the anime dude. When you think of anime, yeah, think of Dragon Ball Z. Because if you're a like-minded person like me, and I hope you are, Dragon Ball Z is the greatest thing of all time, man. I don't care. Fight me, bro. Fight me. Yes, yes. I know Goku's a broken character. So is Superman. So is Saitama. Don't even like Saitama for real. Yeah, and um, to kill all these rumors right here, right now. Um, I realize that Superman can beat Goku, but I will only realize that in the to uh to put the point that Superman was written as a broken character. Goku is written almost as broken. But not as broken as Superman. Superman is a man who has no limits. Goku is the man who surpasses all limits. So they were fu- they are fundamentally opposed. And, you know, there's a thousand battle sequences in where Superman will win, some Goku will win. But yes, I realize that Goku can beat, I mean, Superman can beat Goku. But I, it's only because I'm a well-read man. <clears throat> also, second rumor I'd like to uh, quell right here, and you can fight me on this if you want to. Goku was not that bad a fucking father. Sure, he was a little absent, but hell, whose father? Well, I mean, let's not talk about that. But um, most fathers are absent. Goku, I think, is a better father than most because he believed in his son so much that he was literally willing to put the world at risk to show his son, you can do this. And I will fight anybody on this, please. Um, This ain't even on some Leroy Ketchum type shit. This is on some Chris shit. If you know me personally, Come find me, holler at me. I will argue this to the death. I plant my flag in the ground. That is what I'm saying. Goku's not a bad father. He's my number two. He's my ace. Boom, coon at the spot. You feel me? I mean, um, if you haven't, if you don't believe me, go watch Dragon Ball Z. Please, please go watch Dragon Ball Z. Watch. You don't even have to watch Dragon Well, You can't watch Dragon Ball because you see the elements of him believing and learning out who he is and what he about. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. Um, just go watch. It's Goku, bruh. It's Goku. Damn. All right, my number one. Who is my number one? Who is running the point guard position on my anime uh, fantasy team? It is none other than Yusuke Yurameshi. Now, why is Yusuke my number one and Goku's my number two? Because I love Goku, but he is not a team leader at all. He's not a leader. He's not. He's just, he's the leader de facto because he's the strongest of everybody. Yusuke is the leader, one, because he's the strongest, and two, the man has, he looks like he doesn't have a plan, and he's very accidental playing kind of guy, but Yusuke is a far better leader than than, um, than uh, Goku. Now, is he a better leader than anybody on my team? Yeah, absolutely. Yusuke Yurameshi is a better leader than anybody. Um, one, because Yusuke, while not the most strategic type of dude, has inherent strategy in him. Because how he defeated uh, Hiei, accidental strategy. How he defeats um, Togoro, accidental strategy. How he beats the king of the demon world. Not really accidental strategy, more like, um, I'm going to put everything into this one. I hope you block it. Uh, but yeah, so Yusuke is a strategist to an extent um 
little backstory. 14. Oh, uh, he's also 14, by the way. And uh, that powerful. Yeah. 14 year old. That powerful. Please believe. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he's a, not a brilliant strategist, but I'll pick Yusuke as my number one because he one is a better leader than Goku. Um, he is the de facto strongest of Team Urameshi because he has a little trump card on him. He's he's got fucking demon in him, and you can blame his dad for that one. Uh, again, no spoilers on that. Watch um, Yu Yu show. I'm in the process of rewatching it and reliving his greatness. Oh my god, Yusuke is that dude. One, because Yusuke is um, what we like to call in the black community about that life. Um, there's even a quote of how about that life he is where he says, I don't care if it's a grandma or a baby. Just let me fucking punch someone. And he doesn't say fucking, but um, let me punch somebody. Uh, so, yeah, um, there's a point where there's a apparent transgender type of guy, dude. Yeah, there's a guy. I think he was a crossdresser or trans. I don't know. I don't want to don't truly want to offend anybody but um Yusuke wasn't afraid to go up there and you know check out the uh check the undercarriage you know stuff like that and then proceeded to beat the fuck out of him and that's where he said I don't care if it's a grandma or baby or whatever so Yusuke is um number one point guard because I feel like he can control the situation you know what I'm saying he's my floor general he can control anything that's out here if they need a rally Yusuke is my guy Goku, obviously, um, he's good for a rally. But Goku does this one thing more than anybody on my team. He fucking dies. A fucking lot. Now, some of you like can argue, oh, man, uh, Goku's your number two. Yusuke's your number one. Uh, Goku died like four times and technically is only one one fight. Yeah, so what? Fuck you. He's my. This is my hero. You want to come up here and do this? Please come to the show. Um, if you have anybody on your list that you think can beat anybody on my list or perhaps Rockman's list, please send me an email at the nerdplaypodcast at gmail.com. Now, um, but yes, Yurameshi, Goku, <clears throat> Inuyasha, Alphonse, Alucard. I got my people off the bench, but one person that Rockman, well, I guess he wasn't thinking about this the same way I was, but I cannot name a basketball team without learning um without going coaches because you know who was the greatness behind you know jordan and kobe but uh phil jackson possibly one of the great not possibly if not the greatest coach of all time um yeah other than pat riley yeah i guess yeah because phil uh coached two goats jordan and kobe so i need a head coach and an assistant coach because a head coach can't do it by himself. You feel me? So, my head coach for Leroy's Fantasy Anime Squad. This is just another, um, if, you, if you're not following this all the way through, this is just another uh, honorable mention. So, my head coach for my team is Carl Sensei from Assassination Classroom. Now, if you don't know who Carl Sensei is, that means you haven't watched Assassination Classroom. Oh, my God. The emotions that you will receive. Wow. Carl Sensei is a squid man. Or I, he's an alien. I don't fucking know. Is he an alien? I don't I, He's an octopus, I guess, technically. But uh, 
he is a octopus type of squid dude uh bipedal octopus because he walks upright um he's about mm, three meters tall and has a big round ass head big smile real beady eyes he has tentacles um he has nostrils he actually has nostrils and four eyes if you look at if you watch it enough um he changed his color he's this dude that blew a hole in the fucking moon why did he blow a hole in the moon because he fucking could now he is a he has an actual human um he was a human but he subject he was subjected a uh, subjected to um some experiments um he's an assassin to become the ultimate um he became what we know what they would know him as the reaper because he just becomes a master assassin but my man goes through enough genetic experimentation that he becomes an octopus and he blows a hole in the moon permanently to show that he can do it and he threatens to do that to the earth because he can do that now he has a group of students um and he does nothing but build them up the entire series of assassination classroom the entire plot is him building these kids up these are junior these are i think high school students building them up to kill him that's the whole purpose of the show assassination classroom is to assassinate the teacher now he's lightning fast um very strong very strong but his tactics are what makes him my head coach because i believe he can bring the best out of everybody on my team the absolute best and if he doesn't then that's why i have the greatest assistant coach that anybody could ever think of you thought i was gonna leave so this dude out no rock man's like he's definitely on the list but rock man said naruto but i went a step higher and i got his dad because minato namikaze the fourth okage is my assistant coach why is he my assistant coach because he was he's actually my favorite naruto character you know i love naruto and all that good stuff but minato is my guy he honestly would be on the team but i feel like putting him on the team would just be too broken you know what i'm saying um extremely smart dude um was the fourth okage for a reason and was one of the youngest people to ever graduate from the ninja academy and become a chunin uh became the hokage not because you know he was strong but because he was so fucking smart and so fucking successful in his missions my man literally became the hokage and gave his life so 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 valiantly that he will forever be known as one of the greatest hokage um um appointed by lower third or when lower third was thought he was retiring and such uh my man had possibly one of the greatest uh techniques ever developed the rasengan uh which he learned from i guess he learned that from jiraiya but uh still gave his life by defeating not what he thought would be madara uchiha but was actually obito one of his students and claimed the nine-tailed fox and tamed the nine-tailed fox he single-handedly 
well, not single-handedly. I guess he had his wife to help him with. Single-handedly tamed the greatest force, greatest destructive force to the ninja world at the time, Nine-Tailed Fox, and sealed it inside his son and himself and a little bit of his mom and a little bit of his wife. So he three-way sealed the greatest thing that we knew at the time in Naruto. Uh, real, real calm, collected dude. Um, Was not someone to do something without a good reason very aware of his reputation and you know had he been alive naruto probably wouldn't be the hokage if he had lasted and had naruto and naruto was a regular kid would not we wouldn't even have naruto it'd be minato you know what i'm saying but that is my all-star team of anime people guys i don't want to ramble i don't want to take too much of your time have a good day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or arguing opinions, or supporting opinions, hell, give me those too. Um, please hit us up. Like I said, follow us on all our social media at the Nerd Plate, um, Twitter at Nerd Plate, obviously. Um, support that Patreon. That uh, email is the Nerd Plate Podcast at gmail.com again. Uh, yeah, guys, I want to hear. I want to hear who are your people that you look forward, look to in anime. I really do. So, um, I'm not gonna bore you anymore. I'm gonna let y'all get on with your day. This is Leroy Ketchum signing off. Uh, big shout out to Rock Man for doing it first. You know what I'm saying? Um, next week, hopefully, if he's back and around, we can stop doing these individual shows and get back to the nitty gritty. You, me, and him across the table, talking it out, duking it out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, my name is Leroy. This has been another fantastic episode of the Nerd Plate. Um, peace.